Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. That was two years ago, mate. Get over it. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just well researched, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one car. It is Thursday, the 2nd of August. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. I'm very proud of you, Will. You didn't check your phone. You didn't grab the laptop. You just asked me. I responded yes. And you just said, okay, I'll take your word for it. I've been trying to do that more and more of late. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, actually, someone who worked on a show uh, that you worked on, Home and Away, that's oh, yes. celebrating 30 years, uh, my good friend Kimberly Cooper, who, mm-hmm. of course, played Gypsy. Gypsy. On Home and Away back in the day, but he's one of also the best people in the entire world and great fun. And I caught up with her in LA mm. and uh, she has a no phones on the table at dinner. We oh, all yeah. went out for a big dinner and yeah. um, no phones on the table. And it's fantastic because I love looking up things on my phone. Oh, who was that guy or you know, you know, that actor in that thing or what was the name of that song or whatever. I love yeah. looking that up. Yeah. Um, today, because... Um, Alex Johnson, uh, who uh, is playing his first game this weekend since 2012 Grand Final. Yeah. I was looking up other things that happened in 2012 to put in context. Yeah. Like Alex Johnson last played uh, football when uh, Julia Gillard was Prime Minister. <laughs> Barack Obama was going for his second term, running for his second term. Yeah. The Hunger Games was the biggest movie in the world. They've made five more Hunger Games movies in the time that he's been out of AFL football. He's been out so long, four mop tops from Liverpool at the start of the band. <laughs> well, the number one song in the world at the time was an Australian... Well, let me guess. An Australian song. I'll give you that. Number okay. one song in the world was an Australian song. Uh, was it Flume? No, it was a Goiche... Somebody I used to know. Featuring Kimba. Kimbra. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kimba the White Lion. Yeah. And then, yeah, featuring Kimba the White Lion. And, <laughs> um, and then in second place, uh, let's see if you can get this, guess this one as well. Okay. Um, was by a, a bit, an American one-hit wonder. It was a very catchy song that was parodied. One of those songs that it became a, it a, just It was a cultural thing. It just yeah. sort of happened in a moment. It was that year's Gangnam Style. It was oh. the thing that everybody was doing a version of... Uh, right, like yeah. parody, yeah, a exactly. parody version. Yeah. And in what genre? Uh, pop. Oh, that doesn't really Pop, female down. singer, triple-barreled name. I was going to say, it wasn't that Megan Trainor, it's all about the bass, about the bass. No, it wasn't that. But you're thinking, you're in the right zone, but you've right. got to go like, you know, five More years back. Five years before that. Um, was the song, did it create a dance? Uh, I don't Are we doing toe fop or two guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Well, no, this is our footy podcast. We should <laughs> save this for the. We're other. recording both today, so I apologise for that. But uh, it was Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me oh, Maybe." Oh yes, of course. So if you remember um, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me Maybe," that was the last time that Alex played AFL football. So wow. after five knee reconstructions, he is back in the team. Which um, oh, so to complete my other thought, which was um, she doesn't like phones at the table. Yeah. And so you have a conversation and you speculate about all those things, but then you have the added bonus in the like the Uber or the cab on the way home from the restaurant, you can get on your phone Clarify. and look up all the answers to the things you speculated on. Yeah, it right. makes it more fun. <laughs> I like it. It's not the inst- instant gratification. 
you have to sort of wait. You have to sort of gamble your pride a bit by saying this is what it is or I believe it's this. You know what we should do today? Make some predictions Well, without looking at I don't phones. think we'll be able to do it about uh, this weekend's round of games because I think that would be beyond our capabilities. But up until then, let's see if we can do the entire episode. I reckon episode. We, should, we should have a guess at what teams are playing this weekend. We, yeah. know, we know one game at least. Right. And but you didn't even well, know didn't that until I reminded you. Okay, we'll tell that story. I said to Will, uh, do you want to go to the football on Saturday night? And he's like, oh yeah, who's playing? <laughs> it's like the Saints and the Bulldogs. The reason we started this podcast. Two guys, one cup. Well, two guys, two cups. It's actually the three two, cups. It's the two guys, one cup. 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 Exactly. It, it's it's meant to be. We a, got a trophy for this game last year, and you forgot our what it is. Day. <laughs> it's you know it really is our freeze MND game, and uh, and I've just forgotten it was happening. Yeah, that's how little. I'm engaged in football. I got a message from someone at the Bulldogs well, you've this been, week. No, I mean, people might not, not know, but you've been... Did you say you'd been in the States for a month? Yeah, I took a month uh, holiday. Well, some yeah. of it was holiday. A research work, trip, uh, like James Heard. I decided... Yeah, no, like Ben Cousins. <laughs> I said I was going to go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I decided um, that I would have an actual break you know took some time off the podcast took some time off off everything yeah. and also took some time off really engaging in any of those things mm. you know like reading too much about football i kept up to date with what was going on but but you know i didn't and it's really... not like you had a reason like i was in la with you in 2016 in the final series and you were quite keen to check the scores and you know get home in time for the replay and all that kind of stuff like Different circumstances. I, what I'm saying, Will, is I understand being in another country when your team is not having a great season. It's kind of okay. Right. You actually get to involve yourself in other things. You don't need to sit up to 2 a.m. to watch your team get beaten by six goals. Well, the other thing is too, Charlie, that I just think that like my level of commitment is commensurate with the team's level of commitment <laughs> yeah, that's this right. season. It should, be, it should be all like equal, right? Yeah. I feel I'll like, support you guys as much as you seem to want to play. Yeah. Remember when you guys really wanted to play and I really wanted to support you? And I, I just think it's what I'm a mirroring relationship with the fortunes yeah. of my team. Yeah. I think that's respectful. That's like, that's like you are not forcing the relationship. Right. Your partner wants some space. Yeah. You know, they're interested in different things. You like know what? Losing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to not try in the second half of games, then you know what? I'm not going to watch the games because I don't want to see you not try. Yeah. I don't think they're not trying, by the way. No. I actually don't think this has been... This has been obviously a waste of a season in yeah. a way, but in another, in a whole bunch of other ways, there are so many good young players, and we've had such a horrendous run with um, injuries and stuff this think- year that I think that we still, you you have this season has given me a bit of hope about next season. You know, we've yeah. unearthed some really good players, and you imagine if we could get them all. I was yeah, kind of, you're in a rebuild. Well, I was watching the first half on Sunday, so I watched the Port Adelaide yeah. game down in Ballarat, which. Yeah. Was like, oh, the planet Mars. <laughs> As someone reminded me, I can never remember where it is. Well, you know what I love about that Ballarat game too is like, you know, the AFL talk a lot about, um, you know, can we bring in a night grand final? And, uh, you know, it'd be better for the entertainment. You know, just imagine the atmosphere if the game was played in the dark. And then there's some traditionalists who are like, no, 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 we, we want an early start still. We like the two o'clock start. You know, it's the AFL grand final. Well, I say just combine the two and play in Ballarat. 
because it got dark at like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> they were basically, they almost had to get locals from Ballarat to drive their cars up to the fence like country footy and put their headlights on so they could play a game. Like even... They're playing a game of spotlight. Even the weather footy. didn't want to watch the Bulldogs. <laughs> even like the Earth's environment was yeah. like, you know what? Let's just make it dark that's so not- no one needs to watch this. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the clouds. That is God closing his eyes. <laughs> that's God being disinterested in the Bulldogs. <laughs> season he's like you know what let's just dim the lights on this yeah it's funny i was thinking about the saints and the bulldogs uh yesterday knowing that we're going to do the show and i was like it's interesting the majority of the talk i think they even did a poll a couple of weeks ago a fan poll and the biggest disappointments of the season have been st kilda according to most footy fans and i was thinking about it and I was like i feel like the bulldogs have got away with being the most disappointing because I checked this. We're only like two points behind you on the ladder. But your premiers two years ago, we still haven't played finals in six years, seven years. And I was like, that's funny that you have fallen from further, but somehow we're, we're more disappointing. And people should be used to it by now with St Kilda. We're the, we're the stepbrother who's always like getting in trouble and coming home late and does badly in school and stuff. You're the kid who finished school early. You're Doogie Hauser. <laughs> You graduated, and now you're back home living with mum and dad. No. I, you know what I think we are? What? We're better call Saul. That's what I think the Bulldogs are. We're somebody. We're like we're the least, if people haven't seen Better Call Saul, here's some Better Call Saul spoilers. <laughs> Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay, all right. I know so who Saul is. You know who Saul is, yeah. right? So it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. But uh, re- reminder, this is Two Guys, One Cup, not Tofop. Yeah, and it, like it's about the life of uh, Saul Goodman before he was Saul Goodman. Um, a mob lawyer. And essentially, he is the least talented sort of brother. So his older brother is the really talented, right, shiny right. one that everyone expects for. And he's the sort of the grifter. Yeah. You know, the kind of where his brother works for this big prestigious law firm. He's the guy who's working out of the, you know, the Chinese, you know, beautician's place. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, he has their ads on, you know, t- he's the, you know, yeah. he's the dodgy lawyer. In a different, he's the ambulance chaser. In a different genre of film, he would be the guy who takes on the case of the small town, you know, the the, the kid who's been beaten in the small town and takes on, you know, the big corporation and wins. Right. And who's the president of our club peter gordon peter gordon is that guy yeah peter right gordon is saul right. he's saul goodman right okay and that's what the bulldogs are and then we won a big case we aaron brockovich yeah of you course. know we stumbled they upon never show a you what happens action. there's no aaron brockovich too yeah because if you put her into a high pro- high profile trial she might fuck it up she got away with the first right. one <laughs> she, yeah she fluked one and then she went back to being brockovich <laughs> that's what we are we're brockovich Aaron Dogovich. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, how does it feel though? Like, I mean, I, th- I feel like if I was you, I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, you got, you gave me the premiership. It's chill. Like there'd been this building tension, this kind of erst, unresolved sexual tension with you and the Bulldogs. And there's been a release like, oh, okay, shit. All right. I'm not having a great season, but you know what? It doesn't, I'm not as anxious about it. It doesn't make me question myself as much. You gave me what I wanted. Well, the other thing is that we have had a horrendous run with injuries. So a lot of the time you can sort of see why we're not, the bits where we're not playing well. Like, for example, I think one of the things that's papered over a bit for the Bulldogs is, if you watch a game of Bulldogs, I've watched like a bunch of games this year, and I've seen us lose a lot, obviously. (laughs) But you rarely like watch one of their games and don't see a whole bunch of things that you're kind of interested and excited about. Like, you really do go, they haven't, 
but they're terrible in the second half. And you think, well, I don't know what that is. Probably just inexperience or, yeah. you know, whatever. But you kind of do that thing that I was doing on Sunday because they were great for the first half and then terrible mm. for the second half. But that's, And that's what happens with young sides too. But I was looking at the team and I was going, if, if you put this person in and you put this person in and you put this person in with these guys who are playing well here, I'm going, this is a, like a... You, if you could get them all to play at the same time, you'd yeah. still fancy the Bulldogs as being a it's pretty good team. It's not just that though. Like this is how competitive it is. I reckon, yeah, sure, you want that continuity, but it's not just about like getting that team together for two or three games. It's got to play like thirty games together. That's why I like Richmond are doing so well. Is you got to get at least I don't know, talking out of my ass, like eighty percent of your team playing thirty plus games together. You can't right. have more than a twenty percent change. Well, because Rich- Richmond seem to have got them all together. And play together, and then none of them ever get injured no. or suspended. And they love each other. They love like each other. Like the images that are coming out of Richmond games are like, what the fuck is going on here? High five and cuddles, telling jokes at three quarter time. I mean, I look, they make me jealous of my like friendship. Just group. friendship. I'm You're like, a fucking comedian, and I'm jealous. I want to hear a joke from Jack Higgins. Mate, seriously. <laughs> like, honestly, that's what I feel like. I'm like, ah. Oh. I remember when, but like they're friends, like the the friends in Entourage. Yeah, exactly. Life's a fucking party. Yeah, they've landed in Hollywood and everything's fucking great. Yeah, Jack Higgins is like turtle or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about that goal. Let's talk about it. Okay, well, firstly, let's just ask the most boring question in the entire fucking world for boring people. Yeah. Was it a goal or wasn't it a goal? It was a goal. It was definitely a goal. It was a goal. And the whole thing too about people saying like it was a lifting motion or he threw it up. Like you'll see a player getting tackled, let go of the ball as he's been pulled to the ground and swipe at it with his foot and that is play on. There's no difference to that. Well, you know what? It's sometimes play on and sometimes it's a fucking free kick. Yeah. And you know what? Our game is a game of interpretations and we interpret shit all the fucking time. And in a moment when you're yeah. going to interpret something, yeah. interpret that. Imagine but the kind who of, wants the other way of that? The kind of, Who wants the other way? Oh, there are people though. There's like, people who you like, that? you've got to do it I'll the do right the way. Rules. Do you remember, Shut the fuck up. Do you remember Go when home. Gary Ablett won Mark of the Year? Go and just follow a game that's all about rules, you yeah. rule follower. <laughs> this is about, it's ballet, it's interpretation, it's creative. It's you, I've never seen anything. Gary Ablett's Mark was a Mark did you Jack see, Higgins' did you, goal was a goal. Did you see it live? Uh, no. I was I, 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 was, I was at the pub. Uh, Alex uh, Alex Williams was on the show last week and I went to, to see the Saints and the Giants and on the way there we stopped at a pub to watch the Richmond uh, Pies game and we were... New South Wales, New South Wales pub. So you know, we were lucky to get a TV. And we're talking, had half an hour on the TV. When that Jack Higgins goal happened, we both like fucking screamed. Like, couldn't believe it. I I was saying to him, to me, it looked like the AFL equivalent of a slam dunk. Like there was just something so spectacular and satisfying about it. The way he brought it to the goal square, the creativity and ingenuity. And then the way he did, he fucking cycle kicked it over. And then the celebration, like everything, it's, it's like you take the best bits of NBA, you know, Premier League or whatever and add it to our game. That's what you got. It was like that. I want to see more of it. I want to see more players try and fucking Jackie Chan shit in the goal square. Well, because that's why I'm like, of course it's a fucking goal. Because what you want to do is reward people for good behaviors, right? So if that's a goal, if you, I heard Tim Lane, who I like Tim Lane, he's a, you know, uh, I reckon a really good commentator, but he can be a bit boring yeah. about, you know, you know, he's a stickler. 
for yeah. things like that. And he goes, well, what if somebody was running up to Mason Cox and they threw the ball over Mason Cox's <laughs> head and then they ran around Mason Cox and then they kicked it? Is that fine? And I was like, yes. yes. And if you can throw it over his head but have it bounce off the top of his head and get it on the other side. Yeah. It's a mark. <laughs> You get 50 metres. Of course. You get 50 metres. We don't even penalise you. We give you 50. Yeah. Give him 50 metres. What about that? How about we bring that in if we bring give in 50 metres? That you can both subtract or add 50 oh, metres. That would be awesome. I would love that if they became like, you know how at basketball they have like a slam dunk competition. They should have like a, a trick goal competition at halftime where imagine, for instance, the alley-oop manoeuvre. You've got a player running in outside 50. He drills it to the goal square. The other player runs up without using his hands and fucking tries to cycle kick it over his head into the goals. Wouldn't that be amazing? Some trick goal shots. And then pretty soon that'll get into the actual game itself and dudes will start like cycle kick, bicycle kicking it in games more often, trying to alley-oop it. I... So they're talking about extending the goal square, yeah. right? They're going to double the goal square so that, you know, you can kick it out further, you know, ease some of the congestion. Don't yeah. mind it as an idea. And um, they're going to trial it. And there were people like ringing up going, Shannon Hearn's going to be kicking goals from full back. And I'm like, <laughs> A, if he was... Awesome. awesome. <laughs> like, if that was we've a possibility, we've got someone who can drill a 180 meter kick. Right. Ben Graham. Imagine the career where he would have had just like bombing. Like, imagine bringing that back. People who can, their one skill is they can kick it yeah, like Darren, 90 Darren Bennett. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, A, that's And Matthew amazing. Suckling, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen it, yeah. but apparently he's an amazing kick. Yeah. Suckling's the equivalent of like the guy whose girlfriend lives in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely have a girlfriend. Um, yeah. But B, like, have you watched footy? You just kick it out 10 metres further than they kick it out now. Yeah. Like, it's not, it, it's not as alarmist. But f- I don't mind. Like, the Higgins thing to me is what I love about football. Yeah, I saw absolutely. That on, it was one of those moments that you're like, it has to be goal of the year. I saw it on Twitter. I was out doing something and, you know, when you see everybody just immediately react to something <laughs> and I was just like, luckily Channel 7 now do immediate sort of, yeah. you know, and I'd watch it and I was just like, ah, oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah, things have changed. I mean, I reckon, I reckon it might, I mean, do you remember when Dacos did the first dribble kick? Like, am I crazy? But the dribble kick around the corner didn't exist in the 80s really, did it? Like no. Dacos was the guy who brought that in. And yeah. do you remember it was like, it was such a specialist kind of thing when you were a kid and you had a shot for goal, you'd say Dacos or you'd do a Dacos. But now that's like de rigueur. Everyone. As, uh, as Mark LaCroix might say, <laughs> it's de rigueur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if like, wouldn't that be amazing if those kind of like, not necessarily the same way, but I just love the idea of players just trying to fucking, like Jack Stephen did couple of weeks ago you saw yeah. we just kicked it out of the air amazing like, more like uh, i guess like soccer goals when they just fly through the air and they just kick it out of the air in front of the in front of the goals let's do more of that we focus a lot i mean um, what coach though I have to be a brave coach is like okay so you're one on one in the goal square bombs it in don't try and take a mark no. i want you to get off your man and try and kick it over your head well i just like the idea of a coach who lets the players play yeah so I'm not saying that you have to kick it over your head, but if the situation arises where you, you can think do something the best amazing. option is kick it over your head, then kick it over your head. And Jake Stringer was a guy who would, he's a guy, I'm not I'm talking about him like he's dead. He's dead to you, I know that much. He is, dead in my heart. <laughs> yeah. But he seems like a guy 
who you could imagine, in the same way Djakovic, you know, Alan Djakovic did that kick over his head, there are certain forwards who will have a crack at something like that. But to make it something in your arsenal where it's not just like, I'm going to flukily grab it out of there, but this is something that you have to defend against. I'm going to push off you and kick it backwards over my head. That's cool, isn't it? Well, in something that we've got to remember this because we treat this game so fucking seriously. And the truth of it is that football, there's no reason for people to play football. (laughs) If they shut down football tomorrow, the world, Australia would go, most other countries in the world exist without people having to play football. It is literally just a... Sport and thing that's been invented that we've all decided we think is important, but literally every other country in the world survives without it. So it's useless. It doesn't actually need to exist. That just made me think of something. We've been talking about like, is Richmondy dead? Could Richmondy ever come back? The only way Richmondy could come back would be for some reason the AFL gets shut down in the period in which Richmond are clearly the dominant side. And then it restarts again once the players are all too old and we move on. Yeah, like uh, you know, Don Bradman losing years to <laughs> yeah. the war. Yeah, or Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, I, we've got to remember that this is entertainment, right? Mm. There, there is no actual... You know, if someone wins or loses, other than to the people who enjoy the sport and play the sport, there is actually no... You know, life goes on regardless of what the result of the footy was on the weekend. So we should remember that it is for the purposes of entertainment. And when you they're the people who make you go to the footy. Like I would I would go and watch Richmond. If someone said, Hey, you know, you want to go and watch the Richmond game on the weekend, you go, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would love to go and watch yeah. the Richmond game. They've got so many entertaining footballers. And yes, you want your team to win, but also I want to be entertained, entertained. by football. Yeah. And we complain so much about the shit that's wrong with our game. And there is some stuff but you know what i'm like i i'm a rules evolutionist yes you are it's <laughs> a perfect way of describing it there are people who are rule creationists yeah. that are yeah. in a set firm idea about things but you're like no no it adapts and changes yeah exactly i actually i think I it's even, the vibe i think i even quoted you to alex or michael one of the guests uh, guests we had on i said you know what will thinks about the afl it's unique <laughs> Because it's the only game that adapts as it goes on. There's other the games that have set rules, but AFL adapts. Um, so the thing about that is, I do think that we are guilty of not concentrating on the things that are awesome about it. Yeah. So after that Jack Higgins goal, uh, one of the sites that I was on um, had done like, you know, here are the other goal contenders from this year for goal of the year. Yeah, I, I saw and that. There was like five or six where any other year, if you told me, this was the goal of the year of 1981 and this was the goal of the year of you'd be like 1982. You'd be like, yep, yeah. yep, definitely is. Yeah. And they've all been this year so yeah. far. The Charlie like, the Charlie Cameron one's my other, one, other favourite from this so year. So good, that goal. Like, that's just pure willpower, that goal. And how good is it? I... I have been a big booster of Brisbane all year. I'm so glad. If my team's going to fuck up, I'm so glad to see Brisbane click. I like everything about them. I like their coach. I think he's hilarious. Gil. He's the best. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God, jeez. Oh, oh, we got to win. Oh, I got to make them Oh, jeez. hamstring's still sore <laughs> from when I slipped. But I love their players. And Cam Rayner, I mean, I've been going on about him for weeks, but I'm fucking... I'm, all over Cam Randall. He's yeah. a gun. Such a good player to watch. And he's, this is his first year. Have you seen what he's doing? He's yeah. like crashing packs. He's fucking doing, don't argue. It's well, like- the thing that he's doing a lot, I mean, because they compared him to Dusty, you know, previously, but he's a classic example of someone who's, start. I reckon he started well, 
Mm. But his last patch has been you just start to go oh, oh yeah this I is can why see. number one draft pick yeah yeah he's the certain number one draft pick growing into like, it isn't he yeah yeah but it's just also you look at his set of skills i thought petrarca was going to be a bit more like rainer yeah but i think rainer's got the aerial thing as well like i mean he crashes packs and i don't think he's that big necessarily but he plays like he's a like a bit like he's 18 or 19 it's amazing yeah Br- Br- if you're a brisbane fan Lot to be Lots excited like. about, definitely, and I think it's good. Last year we were talking about like, what are you going to do about Queensland football? If the AFL have to prop up Gold Coast for the next ten years, like so be it. But as long or, as Charlie, could I suggest? <laughs> oh, what would hmm, what would that be? Well, what pros, uh, what proposal do you have for uh, supporters of the Gold Coast? Well, I would suggest that we just get your pens. I think you're going to write this down. <laughs> uh, we arrange some sort of. Earth moving <laughs> machinery, and then we bulldoze <laughs> the entire Gold Coast into the ocean. Yeah, maybe they can play like Waterworld style. Yeah. You know, they're just on the rubble, <laughs> just kicking a ball on the rubble, floating out to sea. But as long as Brisbane is playing good football, I, I want AFL to be successful. Yes, and I just think that they're a good. They've got history. Proud history. They've got like, you know, players who are now in the media or coaching. They're a legitimate club. And now they've got this good, young, exciting team. They're well coached, a likable coach. I mean, they don't have a mad <laughs> president. <laughs> it's a disadvantage. We haven't heard much from mad Tony Cochran this year, have we? I mean, there's been a little bit, but I feel like he has dialed it back. Doned it down. A bit as well. <laughs> well... I mean, there's not been much good news, has there? Well, apart from that win against Sydney, you were away for that. But that was a really... I mean, look, it's either a really good for win for Gold Coast or it makes you go, Jesus Christ, Sydney are on the decline much faster than I thought. What do you think about that? What do you think? Do you I think, think it's too this early. Is... Everyone jumps on Sydney. Like, remember last year when they hadn't won a game for like 10 rounds and everyone's like, oh, they're dead. I don't know, man. They've just got so many guns. Yeah, they're kind of like the villain in a horror movie. They're not dead. You just don't... Unless you've like literally... You've seen the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. They're probably still not dead yet. Yeah. I just don't think you get... They've just got so much quality. Definitely. Okay, uh, questions out of Sydney. Uh, Buddy Franklin, he's obviously not... You know, he hasn't been training essentially all season, apparently. Really? Yeah. Why, well, T-shirt business taken off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nina from Pasadena duties. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually working like as a greeter in his own store <laughs> the thing is too when you need him to ring up your t-shirt it's great because he can just get it to the counter from any angle <laughs> well, you, you know he's had trouble with his obviously with his heel and that's you know from the long hours in retail <laughs> <laughs> not comfortable shoes <laughs> I didn't know he hadn't been training he had, but here's the thing about this season is sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy because there's teams and players at the start of the year their careers were over, who are like Tom Hawkins, who are now in career best form. I could have sworn that the only thing I read about Tom Hawkins in the first four rounds was that, oh, too slow, too old, he's gone. The game plan doesn't work game anymore. Game plan doesn't work. And then suddenly, and like, suddenly he's, like, he's in vintage form. But do these journalists have no shame? <laughs> like, they change their opinions. No, they don't. <laughs> their opinions from week to week. It's hard to keep up. Oh, outrageous. But it, but it's also we're in that business where everyone has that like the amount of times that Gary Ablett gets written off and then he'll probably win the fucking prize like, yeah. like Tom Hawkins has been unreal like for most of this season yeah and his People, last few games yeah. have been 
Dominant. Dominant. Old school big forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, it has been. I mean, the thing is, you, you kind of... People often say, oh, you know, the era of like, you know, the big forward is gone. But we've had some pretty awesome ones. We haven't had any like Dunstall Lockett type no. goal square dudes. But like Revolt, Brown, Hawkins, like we've had some pretty good power forwards. Favola. Well, there's just, I mean, I would say in the game at the moment, like, I mean, there's all this fuss over Tom Lynch, right? Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, if you're looking at Richmond being interested in him, now you look at Richmond playing at the moment and you think, well, you know, do they even need anything else, right? You yeah. know, they're, they're the best team in the competition. But clearly they think it's important to have like a big key forward, like a Tom Lynch. And the other clubs that are going there are Collingwood and Hawthorne, it seems. Again, big clubs who like if you, you trust that Alistair Clarkson's done some homework on what he thinks is important in the game. Who and do if you go thinks, if you're Tom Lynch? Oh, I think he's going to go to Collingwood. But who do you, if you had the choice of those three clubs, so you either go to Hawthorne and become the main man, taking over from Ruffy, you go to Collingwood and become, I guess, the main man. They're definitely the main man at Collingwood. Go to Richmond. You're the main forward, but they have a different game plan that relies more on small forwards, so you may not be the main man. I mean, if they're all offering the same money. Where do you go? Yeah, I mean, part of me... Richmond. Part of me is like, go to Hawthorne because in two years' time, <laughs> Hawthorne will do what Hawthorne does and you'll be a fucking premiership player. Yeah, or this year. Yeah. Can you get your... <laughs> can, can you get transfer your, now? Can you get your knee Just right? Just tell Tony Cochran you're going down to the shops. <laughs> he won't know the difference. Get, a, get him to agree. Tony's on the phone. He reckons he saw Tom Lynch and Richmond Colours playing the weekend. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's just Tony. He sees things. <laughs> Yeah, Richmond, because A... They love each other. They love each you're other. Gonna, you'll walk into the world of entourage. Why wouldn't you want to hang out? You'll, all, you'll have secret handshakes by the end of your oh first training God. session. I just want to hear Jack Higgins' jokes. <laughs> I want to go on an end-of-season trip with Dusty. I want to, like, you know, learn more about Basha Hooli. You know, I've got a whole range yeah, of interests. true. There. You know? Oh, speaking of forwards... Alex Rance. I mean, who doesn't want to... Hang out with him. Hang out with Alex Rance. Who, I want to go and visit his school. I want to look at his teeth. <laughs> look at his teeth. <laughs> speaking of forwards who are in fucking vintage form, Jack Revolt. I don't know if we've ever talked enough about Jack Revolt in this show, but I love Jack Revolt. I'm not and sure. I think what he's, where he's at now is so great. Like, he deserves it. And he's grown up... You know, he's he's not the kind of petulant sort of young Ford he was. He's a real leader now. I did not enjoy the old Jack Rewell. Why didn't you? He was one of those players. He just had that... Bit that of the, a, he's got that sour kind of... He had that sour look sooks. on his face. Yeah. And I don't know, whatever. For whatever reason, for all the reasons that he rubbed some people the wrong way, he rubbed me the wrong way. But I agree with you. Yeah. I think firstly, when I started to really warm to him was like around the great work he was doing... Uh, you know, around his sister, in his sister, uh, no, in uh, his uh, cousin's, Maddie's, uh, Maddie's legacy, and the way that he, I, I heard he's on the board of that now, and mm. kind of lightening the load on Nick and all those sort of things, and um, he, but he, that, this Richmond team and the way that they're playing now, he's never played better football, but it's also, I think, he's almost the perfect. Big forward yeah, for he's this not, modern day game. Yeah. Like, I feel like the times suit him. But he's fucking grabbing the ball at yeah. the moment. Like, he's got sticky hands. It's crazy. Like, sometimes you see a player, I think it was like 2009, Nick Revolt was in the zone as a forward, as a centre-half forward, where 
He just knew where to go. You could always, if he went for the ball, like nine times out of 10, he's going to take it. And that's what it feels like Jack Revolt is at the moment. Doesn't matter if he has to mark over a pack out in the lead. He's just got those sticky hands. But more than that, like he's just smart with the ball. Like he's got a real smart brain. I wonder if... <laughs> that's the ironically the dumbest <laughs> sentence in the world to describe the opposite. <laughs> he's got a real smart brain. <laughs> he brain smart. <laughs> What's Tony Shaw doing on the podcast? <laughs> but I... <laughs> um, I think that he might be one of those people... This is like literally armchair psychoanalysis. But yeah. um, I wonder what it was like to be a Rewald growing up in the shadow of, you know, yeah. like one of the greatest players like of all time. Doug Pitt. Right. But, well, no, well, I Doug reckon wasn't an actor. a bit more like uh, if you were Liam Hemsworth, right? Uh, yeah, probably. That's a good right? equivalence. Because you've got your own separate, but one of you is yeah. golden boy. D- demonstrably more successful than the other. But you're actually both... Very successful. And that's the thing yeah. about Jack. Jack was, in his own right, a, an excellent footballer. You know, sometimes a very, very, very good footballer. But, like, yeah. um, he was not Nick, right? Mm. And, but now he is. But Like, you, you think, know, because last think, year, but the, but they were, what he got to they do was... They were brothers. They were cousins. Yeah. And from what I understand from reading Nick's book, they didn't really know each other growing up. They're in different states and stuff. And there's, like, a seven-year age gap or something. So... Th- is it just the name that brings that yes. rival? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't... I'm not saying... I'm, they have I'm a personal that, rivalry. Well, no. I'm saying that they, they clearly don't. Yeah. No, I'm saying that the public perception of who you are and what you have to kind of live up to and you can never be a person in your own right because you have such a distinctive... Yeah, imagine being a name. fucking Selwood. Right? <laughs> Do you mean like the cousin Selwood, though? <laughs> yeah. Or the cousin, you know, Rioli yeah, or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... I'm but, Jacob Hitler. Uh, no. Like it's a long story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, not as good as the first. <laughs> um, so then he had he achieved something that Nick didn't. He won a premiership, right? Like for all that Nick was as a player, like he never got to achieve that, and now Jack has. So he has this thing in his own right. He's never going to be Mark War. He's never going to be the slightly lesser talented Rewalt. He's going to be. You know, a person remembered in his own right. He has something of his own. Plus, he sang on stage with the Killers oh. in front of everybody. And I reckon once you've done that, yeah. that's kind of like you're like, hey, you know what? Why why couldn't I play better this year than last year? <laughs> I mean, I sang with the Killers. No one would have imagined that I would have done that. Anything is possible. Mister Brightside comes up in my gym playlist from time to time, and now I it's I will permanently associate it with Jack Revolt. Right. That's his moment. He took, you know, probably one of the most like popular songs from the mid noughties and turned it into Made his it song. Made his own. <laughs> I mean, you're in a good spot when you do that. He's Daryl Braithwaite's horses. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, it's so great to watch. It's hard to... I'm glad that Richmond... I haven't got sick of him yet. Like, I haven't sort of had that Hawthorne kind of resentment to their success. I'm happy for them. Their fans are up and about, but you know what? I don't have too many in my face. So Here's what I will say. Apart from that one listener who uh, tweeted me this week to remind me, last week I, I referred to the Tigers-Pies game as Tig- as the Pies being the biggest club in the AFL, and I said, well, actually, we just crossed 100,000, so technically, membership size, they are the biggest club in the AFL. And... They're up and about, 
And obviously, look, I mean, look at that. They, they've passed 100,000 Collingwood fans. and Richmond are up and about. Like that, that's great for Melbourne, especially. It's been a, you know, especially in the uh, uh, last five years where there's always been strong interstate teams. Well, the other thing is that it, it looks like Essendon are about to get up and about again. Like, yeah. I mean, did you follow any of this stuff this week where James Heard said on his podcast? By the way, who would have thought when we were watching James Heard that we'd both end up in the same place doing a fucking <laughs> podcast about football? <laughs> What did he say? Um, that Essendon, <laughs> if they make the finals, will probably win the grand final. <laughs> you know, they're in such good hmm, form. Does he, uh, how does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there something that James knows that we don't? I think the thing is that he's, um, he's recognising they're probably the other form team in the competition at the moment. Yeah. Um, and But the truth is that they can't afford to lose. You know, if they lose, they probably won't make the finals. So they might be that team that just, you know, could have probably done some damage or they could be a team if they get in there that you never know what they could do. Essendon. I'm happy for them to not make finals. I think it's too soon. I think it's too soon. It's the same with the Carlton thing. I was worried about Carlton last year. Carlton is still, well, hang on. let me say this. Essendon are in jail for me. Not ready for them to be on probation. Carlton... I was ready for them to be on probation, but what I've realised is that we've left them in jail for too long. Right, yeah. And they can't adjust to society again. <laughs> They're a lifer. They're like that old guy at the end of Shawshank. Good reference <laughs> for a football podcast. Everyone will get that. Yeah. Any footballers listening to this will be like, oh, finally a joke I can relate to. <laughs> a movie reference. I'm talking about Aaron Brockovich before. <laughs> what am I meant to do with that? <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think that have you seen much of Carlton this year I hadn't and then the Saints played him about three weeks ago and after that game I was like I need to watch a bit more man it's bad like but you know what they're like though they're like seeing a really good actor in a terrible film Carlton because they've got a couple of dead set superstars like yeah. Kerno and Cripps. Yeah. Like you'd watch a game of football just for, them. just for the bits where they're in it. Yeah. So it's like some terrible movie, but there's some actor you really like in it. So you just decide. Yeah, it's like a Jason Statham yeah. film. Yeah. You're like, I don't really like the movie, but right. he's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Liam Neeson. I watched some Liam Neeson's on a train fucking movie <laughs> the other day just because I like watching Liam Neeson do stuff. Yeah. And, and like it's enough that you see Cripps, you see Kerno, and you just go, well, they're magnificent, but. It's not much else to love about Carlton. It's weird though. I mean, look, I barrack for a club that's in the same boat at the moment as you go into a rebuild and so much stuff sort of has to go right. Like it's drafting and it's getting in some senior players and it's having the right coaches and it's just, it, it, I, I felt, I've never felt more kind of like, oh God, like back to square one. But at the same time, that thing you were talking about earlier about the beauty of the game, it's little moments like that Jack Higgins goal or even like the four wins I've seen this year. There is enough in it to make me... Like, I'm never one of those people who's like, the game's worse than it's ever been before and, you know, we need to change this or change that. I've always liked it. I'm, a, I'm like my dog. If he puts food in his bowl, you know, he might yeah. sniff around for a bit. He'll eventually eat it. Yeah, exactly. It's West Wing. Mm. There's some bad seasons, but it's, it's a good show. If there's an episode on, I'll watch it. I did a little visit to uh, Moorabbin today. 
the Saints, uh, I went to the GWS game, which I've got to say, my first trip to Spotless, loved it. Have you been there? I've never been to Spotless. It's no. really good. It's a little, I mean, little boutique not stadium. Not many people have. <laughs> no, clearly. No, well, I mean, but obviously... But there's a good atmosphere but there. The, the final was there uh, yeah. against the, the prelim against the Bulldogs, one yeah. of the greatest games of all time. Of course, I was in LA. Alex was... At the podcast festival because uh, we were, I did not expect that uh, we, <laughs> we were going to make the preliminary final. Alex was saying it was funny because even though it was a home final, it was like 80% Bulldogs fans. And he said the place was rocking. And it's a great little... I think it's 20,000, like a boutique stadium. But the way, like it's clear what they're trying to do with getting people who may not be familiar with AFL into AFL and they're doing a a really good job of it. Boutique stadium's a good term too. I like that. No, it's not a small stadium. Boutique. boutique. Yeah. Just like Carlton has a boutique coach. (laughs) (laughs) So they do this thing uh, on the scoreboard where like a free kick will get played and they will name the free kick a big cartoon sort of frame will come around the action and it'll say oh that's a free kick for this and let people know what's going on so it's kind of like a a beginner's guide to afl as you're watching the game but they've picked the right team because gws put on a clinic (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like it's easier to follow if you're new because you're like oh well so that guy the back line is meant to kick it to that guy there and he's able to run on and hit it with his hands to the guy in the middle and if that guy grabs the ball and that's a goal Whereas you watch like the Saints play, it's like, oh, so what you're meant to do is get the ball from the back line, get the guy on the wing, get through the middle, get in front of the goal, and then kick it anywhere but through the middle. <laughs> so that are they trying to do that? Because they've done it seven times in the first quarter. I liked it, but I didn't understand the ending yeah. at all. <laughs> all that work. Saints, M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. the shit out of the ending. But um, we, Alex took me into the, the Giants area. There's like a function room at halftime. And all the giant staff, I've got to say, were great. Like, do you have, you sometimes can get sued. Do you think it would be good if they employed actual giants? <laughs> like people, yeah. at least people of disproportionate seven, size. Seven foot at least. Yeah, exactly. Actual giants. Well, or giants and little people like to work in other roles so that the they should have. They should, to show you to your seat, they should strap you to the back of a guy like Hordor. And he should yeah. just like carry you to your Water seat. Or should open the door yeah. at Giants games. Yeah. That's who they should go for. We've announced our number one ticket holder at GWS <laughs> as, sorry, Melissa Doyle, but uh, Hordor from Game of Thrones. And the, no, not the guy who played him. Literally <laughs> the character Hordor. Hordor. He's agreed to do it. And he should become your, your club spokesperson because, you know, he's not going to be as, it's going to be easy to understand than right. some coaches bullshit after yeah. a game. After a loss, they send Hordor, out Hordor, 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 Hordor. Hordor, Hordor, Hordor. Hordor. Order, order. Pleasing? Order, order, order. <laughs> one, order at a, one door at a time. Order. Uh, but you get cynical about franchise clubs and, you know. But I reckon, like, the staff there were great. It was very inclusive. Like, you can tell they're really getting a lot of those. I mean, I'm sure they've had to give away a bunch of tickets. They're not all going to be paying, like, full price. But there was enough people there. And I just felt like this is the right team to be doing this job. Like you're doing one of the hardest things in sport right now, which is to sort of get a foothold in Western Sydney. But either way they run that stadium is great. And the team they've got, like they were beating my team, but part of me just had to sit back and just be like, wow, <laughs> like I'm getting, I'm getting sliced up here, but geez, it's so beautiful to watch. They could be an amazing story this year. Like they've done the, exact right thing to get us to like them enough they've yes. had enough adversity in this season yeah and they were written off enough that suddenly you're like 
I know that I'm certainly going, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing GWS. Like, imagine if GWS kind of pulled it all together and started playing consistently that sort of the best of what they do. Yeah. That would be fun to, like, GWS Richmond or, you know... G- GWS like some- Collingwood, I think, would be... That would be the... that I mean, if Richmond... I think Richmond will make it, but I, yeah. that would be the game I'd want to see. But even if that was a prelim. Like, imagine yeah, if true. GWS and Collingwood play each other in a prelim yeah. at the MCG in front of, yeah. you know, 95,000 people. Collingwood looking to go into a grand final, GWS coming down. I mean, you'd love... That'd be a great game. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they it's funny. I was trying to put my finger on it with Alex on the show last week where we're saying... There was a moment... I must admit, listening to him talk about GWS, I think has added to my... Like, I, he actually made a very convincing case for why you should like them. I was like, yeah! Yes, right. I had exactly that same <laughs> feeling. I was like, this is a good sales pitch. But it, yeah, it was kind of like he was he was subtle, almost like a Scientologist. Yeah. Where he made me, oh, yeah. he made me just start questioning, like, things that were lacking in my life. And yeah. he was like, well, Charlie, there's an answer to all the problems. You yeah. know? You just have it's to like you've gone yourself. to see Mission, the new Mission Impossible yeah. and they've met a really nice guy afterwards who just keeps talking to you about this thing that and they're, just down, and they're just down the road just cool, you, you know actually you i'm going to Sydney. a party there right now yeah do you like parties yeah. <laughs> but the thing is if you if i had gone into that functionary that giant's stronghold and it had been a bunch of people who were like just there for the you know the party pies and free drinks or whatever but no they were all everyone was there and it was like people who are new to AFL and then there's obviously some kind of old school guys, but there was a mix of people and they were, they were genuine fans. Like, cause I was the only, or well, one of like three Saints supporters sitting in their kind of members area. And I was getting a bit vocal as sometimes I do. And they weren't taking it that well. Like they weren't just laughing it off or whatever. They were like, fuck off. Like we have a quality team <laughs> and your little, your little japes and your little dinky podcast. Mate, of course, it's easy for you to throw stones, but uh, don't throw stones at the Ferrari. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, um, but at the start of the season, the AFL made a whole range of ads Mm. for the new season, and they were telling stories of, you know, people around the AFL. I think there might have been an Aaliyah Aaliyah (laughs) one or a... yeah. I don't know. There was a bunch of like... By the way, that was uh, me just hitting a beer bottle and a glass. It wasn't like time. Time. Time, gentlemen. (laughs) Time. Um, three quarter time. We're at a country game. Yeah. The siren's broken. Yeah. <laughs> We've improvised. Some twelve year olds come out with a cowbell and a stick. He's our mascot. Yeah. Oh, that's our coach. That's yeah. Brendan Bolton. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, be great if Brendan Bolton coached the Giants. <laughs> That'd be your ultimate. And that's how he gets carried out the draining. <laughs> On like Rory Lobb's back. <laughs> oh, now I'm sure uh, listeners are desperate to get your input on this. It, it's a topic that came up with uh, Michael Chamberlain a few weeks ago, and then Alex had his say on it. Rory Lobb's three quarter sleeves. Um, first of all, how do you think he achieves that look? Because there is some debate whether or not he cuts them or folds them, whether they're tailor made for Rory Lobb. Does my, it contravene AFL uniform rules? Well, my understanding was you weren't allowed to tamper with the uniform. That's yourself. what I would have thought. I thought that, you know, if you needed certain things, then you needed to, like, apply for some. Because I know there was, like, a bit of a movement for people to have short socks. And when they had the hypercolour jerseys as well. In the, right. in the, in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so you could always tell if it was hands in the back. 
My God, that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> great idea. Uh, copyright two guys, one cup. Hypercolor jerseys. Should take that to the rules committee. <laughs> Pre-season, we play in hypercolor, so it's easier to identify. One team's in hypercolor, and one's in like that blue that you can green, what you can blue screen on. <laughs> So they just play in a colour and then they just can project shit onto them. <laughs> advertising. Yeah. Adver- gambling. <laughs> gambling. Odds. Maybe Carlton's, that's why Carlton's going for that particular shade of blue. Yeah, right. <laughs> so can chroma key in. Because it's 1978. We don't use We're actually key. in a chroma key older games in. <laughs> so that you can enjoy yourself. Hang on, is that, did Patrick Cripps just kick it to Bruce Dool? <laughs> So the players have to wear head to toe white yeah. so you can actually project better players onto yeah. them as they're running around. Yeah, that's what Carlton say. Next year, we've got a whole bunch of no-name players. Uh, what we're going to do is get them to dress head to toe. <laughs> in so, in so white we, condoms. Anyway, do you want to see Kuda playing with Kernahan? We can do it. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, Levi Casbot, we've extended your contract, but we have one condition. Are you willing? You're now, you're now Peter Bizzasto. <laughs> Daisy Thomas, or should I say Greg Diesel Williams? <laughs> Mark Murphy, you're now the rat. <laughs> I mean... For Hawthorne. Oh, yeah, shit. We ran out of counting highlights. Moravan. <laughs> um, oh, you went to Moravan. Yeah, so I got to check out the new facilities. And uh, I took my brother and my mate Nick, and we're all old school Moraviners. So it was a bit like, you know, though, you see those documentaries where they take like, you know, a bunch of soldiers like back to somewhere, some battle they went to, and they walk around. And it's all, you know, a grassy field now. So yeah. we drove up, and it was like, Remember how many times we got beaten at this ground? <laughs> Do you remember the amount of times we'd be stuck in traffic on Linton Street after watching us get pumped by Hawthorne? Like, yeah. it wasn't sort of like all these fun memories. Everything was like, do you remember that time I was eight years old? Some guy put his cigarette butt out in the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you're in like some terrible movie about someone going back to their hometown and finding it nowhere like, like they remembered it. Yeah. But it was awesome. Like, it was, I look, I never went to Seaford. I know you have some theories about Seaford. Yeah, Saints back to Seaford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, seems that most of the people who uh, work in the, at the RSEA building are happy uh, at Moorabbin. Yeah, well, that's why we're going to replace them with Seaford locals <laughs> when my plan goes through. Uh, but they took me on a tour, so I got to see all the facilities and stuff, and I got to see the lone 1966 Premiership Cup. Where do they have it? I mean, so yeah, it's where, where in it the, so if you go upstairs into the admin area before you get to the sort of private offices of rich on stuff there, it's weird. It's on this kind of mezzanine that isn't connected to the rest of the building. So clearly to put the cup there, they would have had to built like, you know, there's the main office area and then there's a gap and then there's the mezzanine and a gap on the other side. It's not accessible from anywhere. You have to put a ladder over it to get there to take the premiership cup to put it there. And is it displayed in a way where they've allowed room for other cups? Or is it a no, space it's more of a, that's specifically... It's more of a European art gallery where yeah. you go and it's an empty white space with this lone cup. It's quite abstract. It looks... I will say this. It looks very lonely. It looks like it needs a friend. Well, it's about Surprisingly, to say, we there... don't have all the, the 96 uh, Ansett Cup but <laughs> night it, grand final is there. Is there room there 
Like, yeah, there's room you, to put more. Yeah, there's room to put more. So there's yeah. space there. So the way it's positioned, like if you, I'm um, serious when I say it's a bit like an art gallery, it's mm. in its own little mezzanine, sort of just to the side of the office and stuff. So you can view it when you're in the main office area. As you come up the main stairs, the admin area, there it is, beautifully framed. But then when you go out onto the ground, so if you're a player on the oval, you look back up and there's a beautiful sort of like window that you can see the cup through. So the cup is like overlooking the ground. I can show you a photo of it. Here's what I'm going to say. What? Is I think there's something very beautiful about one cup. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Talk me into it. You know, like, well, it's like, it, it's special, right? Yeah. It's your one cup, yeah. right? Like, Did you think it was special when you had one cup? Well, if you use, if you have one cup, but when you see it, you realize you're like, this is my one cup. I drink from this cup. I drink everything from this cup. This is my yeah. one special Moment. Whereas if you go to some fucking club where they've won like 15 of them. Yeah, they're, like in, the, they're, you, they're in the garage. Like right. we've only got two on display. I mean, where do they even put them? Yeah. Are they in like a thing in yeah. a row? Because after a while. You go into Alistair Clarkson Clarkson's office. He's got like books resting on one. Yeah, exactly. He's using one as a bin. Yeah, pot plant. Yeah, exactly. He's ashing in one. He started smoking. <laughs> Just so he could ash in a premiership Just cup. Just so he could ash in it. Yeah. He's using one as a chamber pot. Yeah, you go downstairs and there's like Jared Ruffhead and he's a bit cold, so he's just throwing like premiership cups on the fire to keep warm. <laughs> they use them to drink at training. The runners run out with the Gatorade in the premiership <laughs> cup and just pour it in the players' mouths at training. Well, it is weird. Like, I think it looks great. The ground looks great, but having that premiership cup up there, I think it's just something that it hangs over our head. You would understand this. I mean, it's the, it's one of the like puns of the name of this show. Is like, even the Saints '66 premiership players when they're interviewed, they're always like, "We would love it to be like not to be the guys who you always come to for that story." Like, we so badly want it to be someone else. And I so badly want it to be someone else, Will. What I'm trying to say is, and I'm fucking back in. Do you remember after round four, I was like, I think I might have to quit. I don't think I can do it. I'm back in. And it's only taken four wins and some glimpses from young players. Me to go, You know what? These guys, I'm back in. I think that I could easily be back in. I'm, I'm not at the moment, but I feel like there's enough. I feel like at the moment... Um, God, I've used a lot of pop culture references. Here we go. What movie is this? Um, it has to be Rocky if you want the footballers to understand. It. It's like I'm watching one of the movies in the lead up to the Avengers. Right, okay. Like, oh, you know what it is? It, at the moment, it feels like, you know, Ant-Man versus the Wasp or right. whatever. Like, it feels like one of those things where you're like, yeah, I mean, I could watch that <laughs> and I'm sure it'd be fine. But I know there's something better coming and yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And I just want to see that. I just want to get to the point yeah. where, like... We've got so many players written out of this season. Like it's literally just like let's just get to the end now. Let's start again fresh next year. And when well, I have some time, I think I could throw myself back into. If this you again. would allow me to use the analogy of a footballer, you as a supporter, you started off and you played every game for the first forty seasons, and you've done really well. But now you're more of an impact player, right? So you're not gonna. You're just gonna be when when you're needed in the big games, you'll be there. Right. Like you'll pull it out in the big games, but you've put in the hard yards. In fact, you've earned a rest in the forward pocket. Yeah, exactly. that's how you should play out the next few years. Well, you, you put know. in the hard yards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I was there. I just yeah, I'm happy. To, I, you know what? I've also just been. I think that the thing that the premiership affords, and right. I honestly believe this is, 
that I am not just like now I can sort of just go, Oh, you know what? I've actually, I've been really busy this year. I've had some other priorities. Um, the fact that I haven't watched fucking like most weekends I'm watching like one or two games. Yeah. Like really that's all like for the whole season, which is still a decent amount of football really. But like, you know, at its peak, I'll watch like five or six games, maybe all of the games in the weekend if I had the time. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't had the time this year. Yeah. So the idea that my team isn't going that well. It's good. Good timing. It's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's been one of those years where it's been like, oh, it's been very easy not to be, you know, too worried about it because I've had other shit going on. Yeah. Um, in hair-related news, uh, while I was at Moorabbin, I heard a, a whisper about uh, a young Saints player. I'm not sure if you're aware of his name. Nick Caulfield. He's a, a debutant. Uh-huh. He's a, a high draft pick, a uh, halfback flanker. Primarily, I remember him because he has such great hair. He's got that sort of like new romantic bouffant sort of big curls. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hair that bounces. It's a bit like Charlie Curnow, but not quite as long. It's just his big bouffant hair. So when I was... Um, at Moorabbin, I was chatting to the guys down there. I was asked about Nick Caulfield's hair because I'm like, I saw him take a mark last week and it just moved so beautifully. Like he took this running back with a flight of the ball and he got up. It just has that, you know how Sideshow Bob, and now his hair, his hair moves in the Simpsons, just like a kind of bush. And I was told that when he found out he got his first game, um, he had called his grandmother, did one of those things to the website where, you, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to, and his grandma was like, well, you're going to get a haircut before the game. <laughs> And he didn't because his girlfriend insisted that he keep the curls. Yeah, exactly. So anyone who thinks we spend too much time talking about hair on this podcast, it's a big issue for the players. Oh, no, hair is a big issue for the players. I don't, I don't normally like to share things that, you know, have happened confidentially on my uh, radio show off air. Yeah. But I feel like I can share this one. Uh, we're trying to get Jordan Lewis uh, on the show in the next couple of weeks. And... Um, uh, one of the other members of our team joked, who's going to ask him about his hair? No. Nah. And I said, oh, I'm happy to ask him about his hair because, you know, yeah. my specialist area is haircuts in football. <laughs> so I'm, it's, this is a good area for me. I'm very happy to be talking about this. And uh, so I, it went like this. I said, I'll ask him about the hair. And then immediately the two people in the studio looked at me and just in full serious just went... Don't ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, do not ask Jordan Lewis about the fact that his hair mysteriously came back. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange one. There. Did you watch any of um, the Melbourne game last week? Are you? Are you? What, how's your? Where are you sitting on the disappointing meter? Part of the problem about being away is that I listen to this podcast when I'm away. Yeah. If I'm not on it. I I really enjoy this podcast, <laughs> but I don't like listening to me, so um, I don't listen to it ever. Um, you know when we do it, yeah. And you're talking to other people about Melbourne yeah. and your sympathy for Melbourne. Yeah, I don't know if it's because, um, but anyway, whatever. You've turned me around a little. <laughs> oh, really? You've a so- little. You've softened. You've softened me a little. <laughs> You keep explaining why I should like Melbourne and I, I'm sympathetic to the arguments. If I was a juror, I came in convinced that Melbourne was guilty yeah. and you, despite <laughs> the fact that you're not a fancy big city lawyer, <laughs> has managed to tell me a story of some, you know, you've heard the facts, but here's another scenario I'd like to pitch you. Here's some things you should be concentrating on that, 
your theory that you don't have to love everything about Melbourne to love the things you can love about Melbourne is yeah. compelling to me. Yeah. I don't think that I will ever fully embrace Melbourne and I still feel like if they don't make the finals, I will find some sort of <laughs> dirty pleasure in that. <laughs> However, there are many things about Melbourne that I do admire yes. and, and that I, um, so you know, nice. there are plenty of things about Melbourne to love. Yeah. It's the individuals. It's kind of like the Eagles yeah. were last year, but now I've come to like the Eagles team. So, I mean, if it follows the same trend, we'll probably like Melbourne next year. Maybe it was just something about the way those elements were popping. I don't know what it was. I mean, every time I try and think about what it is about Melbourne that annoys me, it's Tom Buck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I feel like Tom Buck. Poor old Tom Buck. Well, I was talking. I mean, he might be lovely, right? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's just a super competitive dude. Yeah. But burnt into my brain is that game where he was a GWS player and he bumped Nick Revolt, who was completely unaware, into the fence and really hurt him. Yeah. And I remember just being like, ah, I don't think I'm ever going to... I don't think I'm ever going to get over that. And then he, you know, karate kicked... Uh, no, he didn't karate kick. No, he uh, punched. Uh, was it, it wasn't a karate kick. No, you're... No, that was... Oh, no, that was... Um, um, Toby oh, Green. Oh, yeah, Toby Green. No, uh, he, he uh, punched... punched Caleb Daniel Is it Caleb Dan- or Luke Ca- Delhouse or so- someone tiny anyway. Caleb Daniel, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Caleb Daniel got hit. No, Luke Delhouse and Caleb Daniel both got got by oh, Toby Green. Yeah, that's true. I am. I am confused about that, I think. <laughs> but it's the same thing. The reason you're bringing up Toby Green yeah, is for the same reason. You'll, similar, you'll never yeah. quite trust Toby Green, will you? <laughs> yeah. Like, if this was an action movie, he's the guy who's your enemy, who they've yeah. brought in because he's got a specialist skill. And you're like, no way, the guy's not yeah. coming on the mission. They're like, it's fine. You guys could put your differences aside. But you know when you find the idol yeah. <laughs> that he's going to pull out the gun. Yeah, he's going to be the guy who betrays you. Yeah, clearly. Right? Yeah. Clearly, they set it up in the first and act. it's one of those things that everybody in the audience knows yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a surprise to no one that it's, they're Loki. Yeah, and so- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, although I must admit, Toby Green has not kicked anyone in the face this year, so... No. You know, maybe I can be turned around on Toby. Okay, so I love Max Gorn. Like, obviously, he's a really Angus Brayshaw's had a great year. I am very behind the Angus Brayshaw story. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, Clayton Oliver, like, you look at his stats, and he is potentially going to be, you know, as good as anyone who's fucking played the game. If he keeps going the way that... Like, he's... First 50 games or whatever are comparable to, you know, Voss and, you know, like superstar and like better than, you know. And the youngest face on any AFL player. Well, that's the thing around. about it is I think that the way he looks prevents you from sort of recognizing Yeah, you feel like he's a baby. Like, like when you're playing against him, you want to give him a pacifier. Exactly. <laughs> you lost, little boy. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's fun that you get to play, isn't it? Yeah. The tagger they put on him is actually someone from the Department of Child Services. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't leave this unattended child out in the middle of the ground it's like no no the umpires keep going up to him going no no mate you guys play at halftime yeah at halftime yeah he's a good footballer to watch but he's one of those guys too where it's like i like him as a individual you know i like his cockiness yeah i I I don't like the text message sledges but jesse hogan um that's a good story yeah like there's i mean obviously there's heaps of like about melbourne mcdonald they got lots of guns yeah, I mean, I just, like you say, there's probably four teams, five teams ahead of them that I would rather see it than them. Okay, so, well, okay. So say say this, just 
ideal scenario, who would you like to see? What do you think the most exciting teams to have in the finals would be? Not who's most likely to make it, most but exciting. just based on the, oh, the who's contest. left, yeah. who would you like to see make the eight to make the most interesting final series? Okay, so Richmond, GWS, uh, Melbourne, Port? I don't know. How do you feel about Port? Well, I, I want yours and okay. then I'll tell you mine. Port. Because I think it's a good yeah. thing to think about. Like, What would just be the most exciting characters to be in this final North. Battle? I'd love to uh, somehow if North could make it in. Essendon, is that, I, there's about seven I've named. And I don't know, Geelong, because Geelong are always there. Although Sydney, I'd like to see a wounded Sydney. Oh, no, you're not Hawthorne. Shit, it's too hard. <laughs> see? <laughs> see, there's still a lot of good, you know, half decent I think stories Hawthorne. left in I think, I think wounded Sydney, depends who has more wins, wounded Sydney yeah. or a kind of plucky Hawthorne. Yeah, I think Sydney at this stage looked like they if they got in, they'd be limping in. So, but I think I, that could be awesome. What a great fucking... That's a that's bloods through and through. Oh, yeah, right. Or you get the shin boners in there. Yeah. You know, fucking big Ben Brown. I'd love to see him in front of like 80,000. Sean 000. Higgins, Cunnington, yeah. like Mad Jack Daw, who yeah, is suddenly, suddenly just awesome. turned into an awesome player. <laughs> <laughs> How about fucking Ben Cunnington too? Yeah. Like he's one of those dudes who you're like, oh, yeah, he's a good midfielder. But then it's yeah. like slowly he's just become this awesome like wrecking ball. Yeah. There's, I mean, they're an entertaining team to watch. Yeah, in North Melbourne, I, I like watching them. And what, what was that guy Ahern? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the like, guy is XGWS. Or? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like drafted uh, number seven, uh, seventh in the draft uh, by GWS. No. Uh, never played mm. um, because of injury, and you know, obviously, you know, and he got uh, traded to North Melbourne for pick sixty nine in the draft. Um, yeah, I know. That's the literally. I'm glad that we're you know mature enough that we just let that go by. But it's also the only reason I remember what number he was drafted in the fucking draft. <laughs> so let's be honest. Like um, seventh game, I reckon it was. Right. And just to play. Like, I mean, I mean, that's the great thing. You got a lot to like about North. I mean, it's good to eat at the feet of GWS because yeah. you're going to get some good scraps. Right. So okay, so North. Or, so, Let's yeah. see if we can nail this down. Okay, so... Richmond, yes. Richmond, Collingwood, Devilly. yes. Collingwood, yes. yes. GWS, yes. Yes. Um, West Coast? No, I didn't fucking think of West Coast, did I? I don't know. I, where are West Coast at? Yeah, they'll make finals. Yeah, I'd like to see West Coast in. Yeah. They've got their forwards back now. Port so Adelaide. Coast. Port Adelaide, yep. That's Melbourne. Adelaide team. Melbourne, all right. And then there's two slots. You've got two teams left. You've got Geelong, Geelong you've Hawthorne, got Hawthorne, Sydney, North. Sydney, North. Did can North still make it? Yeah, I think so. Ah, uh, gee, that's hard. I would say one. I would say for me, oh, it's going to be so boring. But I'd like to see Hawthorne Sydney in the first elimination. I just think for a bit of old school before we transition into the new era, I wouldn't mind seeing those two just slug it out. It's like Rocky. Rocky five. I just six. feel like I just feel like it's a waste of Adelaide. It is a waste. It's a waste. Of, get, you're right. You're right. North. Let's get north. Not too long though. Yes. Well, I think let's let Gary Ablett. Let's let danger. Gary Ablett back on fucking Broadway. Yeah. You know what? You're Do talking you know I mean? into it. Yeah. Like you got. So you're saying mate, no Hawthorne, no Sydney. 
No, no yeah, Hawthorne okay. Dose Sydney. I mean, you've got Dangerfield, you've got Selwood, you've got Ablett, you've got Hawkins now. Yeah, good. Like, you know, yeah. Mitch Duncan coming into a final series. Imagine, you know, seeing those guys on the big stage when it really fucking counts. Yeah. You want to see that again? Yeah, I guess so. It's Geelong just got it's so familiar. Finals. Yeah, but you want to know. Didn't like you say that? Hang on, what did you just say? <laughs> Geelong are going to play finals. And what did you say at the start of the year? That Geelong would not play the finals. <laughs> I say it every year, but now I'm like fully turned around. I'm on board. Geelong. I want to see it. Uh, okay, yeah. No, I'm down with that. And you're happy for North to be the last slot? I'd like yeah, to see North. that. I want to see North. And Sean Higgins is in rare form. I'd be happy to see Melbourne not make it. <laughs> so who do you sub in? Hawthorne or Sydney for Melbourne? Um, Hawthorne. I don't know, Buddy on a big stage. Like it wouldn't feel like the finals unless Buddy was doing something. Yeah, Sydney. If they like, if Sydney were good, if they could get their shit together and like, you know, I, I, I you know, yeah, it's a I big reckon, if. Yeah, it is I mean, people are writing off Hanbury this week. I'm not surprised about that. Like, well, it's been a weird week for Hanbury because some people are writing him off and some people are talking about how they might trade him to a Melbourne club. And yeah. You're like, well, I think that's. I mean, that's young. I reckon he's still got heaps of good footy in him. Yeah, but he's clearly injured. And he's clearly been injured for like a year now. And he's, you know, they're worried. I think the big worry on him is that he's just, he didn't stop. You know, he's a hard trainer and he's like, you know, you know really fucking, you know, smashed his body and maybe he's just... Yeah, but the same thing about Luke Parker. I know. Last and now year. he's awesome again. Yeah, so yeah, everyone so. just chill out. I mean, I feel like the Saints had a period from 2005, 2000 and seven where we kind of had that first group of gun players and then didn't quite make the grand final and just sort of played finals but then a few of the older guys started slowing up and people started looking at like del santo who was like 26 27 and going oh you know maybe these guys are only good with those other dudes around them those players just give them some space they don't become shit overnight like give them like a bad year or half a season or whatever I just don't yeah okay you know what i definitely want to see sydney again because the other thing is we're probably not going to see like from now onwards, Buddy's probably not going to get better, right? But he's pretty good still now. Like yeah. he's probably you know, and and yeah, I mean if it, if Cyril was still playing for Hawthorne, yeah, gets Hawthorne exactly. If he, if Cyril was like, you know what, I'm done after this season, but I'll come back for the finals. So you guys make the finals. <laughs> imagine that. That's the negotiated his contract. Well, imagine if that's actually not a imagine bad idea. Imagine if Hawthorne made the oh. With a so, hypercolor shirts, WWE style. <laughs> yeah, right. Charlie, like Money in the Bank. So it's the first uh, final. Um, uh, Hawthorne um, out on the field, uh, you know, getting ready, and they're playing Richmond. You know, yeah. they draw. So you know, like you know, so it's essentially, you know, Hawthorne. It's great they made the finals, but they're but taking they're, on Richmond. Yeah, they're taking on Richmond in an elimination. You know, it's gonna yeah, it's, it's gonna be over after this, right? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, they're out there on the field and then some whoever some Hawthorne Nuffy is so, yeah. someone falls over yeah. fakes an injury well maybe before the game like yeah. like uh, Dusty gets on the mic and he's yeah. like let me say something to all you Hawthorne losers boo <laughs> oh Jack Higgins does it yeah, yeah. He, lets, he lets the power of a joke go to his head yeah. and he actually grabs the microphone <laughs> yeah. and he goes you know what's an actual joke Hawthorne Hawthorne Football Club you haven't got Rioli anymore so we're gonna kick your butt (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so yeah. the story picks up that some player gets injured, yeah, and what happens? Will <laughs> lights go out in the Hawthorne race? It's a day game, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. The music—they turn the lights out anyway. It doesn't have the same impact, but they do it because it's an important moment. And then out walks Cyril. Can you just imagine? to what song? So it's like it's some new metal, right? It'd be yeah, like no, a new metal version. Biscuit. They got um, uh, some twenty-one or <laughs> some forty-one. <laughs> some forty-one. Yeah. No, what are the? No, ones? it'll be Creed. Can you take me higher? It's Creed doing a version of "We're a Happy Team at Hawthorne," <laughs> but like in a Creed oh. style. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're a happy team at Hawthorne. We're the mighty fighting And Cyril just walks out. Yeah, amazing. If Hawthorne make the finals and say... Pop- <laughs> you can sub Cyril in. No, but say uh, Hawthorne make the finals. Right. Poppy's injured though. Yeah. You know, someone who plays a similar, similar role. role. And Alistair Clarkson's looking at his list and he's like, I just don't have a player to play that role. Is there a temptation for him at that point? to give Cyril a call and say, you know, are you ready for one last mission? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, how's your fitness? And Cyril's like, it actually hasn't dropped off that bad. I've been going for a run and stuff. Because he's the sort of player that you wouldn't do that with like, you know, someone who has to play in the middle or whatever. Yeah. But like, if you could get like 30 good minutes out of Cyril Rioli in a final, you'd take it. Yeah, definitely. One last mission. One last mission. Yeah. And you literally just play him for one quarter, impact quarter. I think it's a great idea. I mean, just even the intimidation of him sitting there on the bench. So with the like, you don't bring him on until yeah, you kind yeah. of you like, just put you know, him. You just you put him in a glass case <laughs> above the race, and he's just prowling, just like shadow boxing, practicing borks, shimmies. So the Richmond players can see that they're going to unleash the Rioli. I love it. He's got like a boxing dressing gown on, hood up. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how he comes out of the race. Yeah. In the hood. Yeah. And then just takes it off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sees. In wrestling style. We yeah. don't know who it is. Yeah. He just whipped the hood yeah. off. It's Cyril. Well, in the commentary box, they start to go, why is the replacement player coming out of the hood? What's going on here? And then, ah, oh, just Throws the hood back. That'd be best. amazing. Yeah, we should definitely do that. All right, I think, how long we talked? Oh, yeah, so uh, we should do tips. Yeah, okay. So um, we're so, going to try and guess what the games are this week? Yeah, so um, I'm going to pause first, though, because I need to go to the toilet. All right, we're back. We're back from our little break. We're back. And uh, we thought we should talk about some actual football. Probably yeah, football. I don't know. It's a, like as you did. said, you got some feedback. We get mixed feedback about this podcast. It's fair to say. Um, yeah. Uh, we're the only people to invent a podcast which people can hate for two different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we inv- this thing has no reason to ex- exist. And if you did not listen to it, your life would go on like normal. Yeah. So the idea that it has to be one thing or another thing, like the amount of people who are like, I like it when, could you please update the results and talk more about football? And then there's like as many people who are like, I don't really like when you talk about football. Could you just, and I'm like, why is like, <laughs> why does it have to be one thing or the other? We're not, there's no right way to do this. Yeah. Like clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in uncharted territory. Exactly. We're just making it up as we go along. If you don't like it, I don't know. Well, the thing is, I feel That's like... That's fine. Like, it's fine I not to like it. I feel like we could try to... But I feel like the game itself 
we evolve. Yes. We sometimes over talk about the game and then sometimes we over not talk no, about the game. We're, it's like a, a, we're like a mercurial half forward. Exactly. Like sometimes yeah, we're going to go out and kick cold. six and we're so cold. Yeah. But you don't really want to leave out of the side because no. you need that X factor. Exactly. We're the X factor of footy podcasts. Exactly. I would like mainly to... let you down. Exactly. <laughs> but to be honest, the good bits are worth it. Yeah. We'll do a Jack Higgins goal from time to time. Um, I think... I feel like when we talk about stuff that we care about and know, we're quite knowledgeable. But that tends to be in a few areas such as haircuts, socks. <laughs> Basically anything not to do with football. <laughs> All right. The first game of the round. You excited for this? Yes. It's a cracker up front. The Richmond Tigers take on the Geelong Cats. It is your, a cracker. Your favourite finals team. Yeah. Um, in fact, this is what you want in the finals, right? This would be a game that you'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. In fact, I am definitely going to watch well, that game. Well, good news. You can watch it on Friday without it being a final. You don't have to wait that long. Right. And also, Amy's away. Excellent. So, literally tomorrow, because <laughs> I've got like a bunch of shit I have to do, and then I can tomorrow night go, guess what I'm going to do? Sit and watch that awesome game. Like, Ablett's on fire. Selwood playing down back seems to be working really well. I hope Dangerfield starts forward. Well, uh, Scott said he's going to move into the midfield. It's like not permanent. Yeah, I mean, but, but Why? It's working really well. Mm. He's maybe he's just he's trying to psych. He's out. probably just saying trying that. to psych out yeah. Dimmer. Uh, has to be Richmond though, right? Um, I feel I very confident tipping Richmond. I'm going to say that. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, I mean Richmond have to lose one at some stage. No, they don't. But I mean they don't. They yeah. absolutely don't. <laughs> well, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are well drilled. <laughs> Where is the game? Is uh, it at the MCG? Yes. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say that Geelong, in an upset, are going to win that. Okay. On Saturday, Hawthorne Hawks take on the Essendon Boomers. Yeah, so that this is kind of a, you know, the old-fashioned eight-point game, isn't it? Like, this is... The one who wins still has a chance of making the finals, and the one who loses probably doesn't have much of a shot anymore. They both have to win. This is a good game too. Yeah. And about two equally powered sides, or would you say Essendon's slightly ahead? I mean, again, you've just like, we're we're two games into this. I don't know what the rest of the round's going to be like, but they're two fucking great games. Mm. And your girlfriend is away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is turning. This is really great. I am actually, like, it is getting me excited about football again. Well, you're going to love this next one too. Or who do you pick in that game? Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Essendon continue their streak towards the finals and uh, beat Hawthorne. I'm going to say that as well. Uh, the next game is... Although, also- if there's a possibility that Cyril Rioli will make the aforementioned <laughs> comeback, Hawthorne. <laughs> For one quarter. The next game is also intriguing. Uh, two up-and-comers, the Brisbane Lions take on North Melbourne. Two of my, I've got to say, I've had a soft spot for both these sides. For the, for the Again, last what years. a great game! Another great game. It's all, it's all fucking. Who's complaining? Get stuffed. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Just enjoy what we have. It's awesome. That's an intriguing game. That's a great game because that is, like you said, two Up of those teams that you're very happy to you know, see be a bit more successful and a lot of and kind of equally proportioned when yep. it comes to the kind of stars they have: Higgins, Beams, Hipwood, Brown. Rainer, Cunnington, you know what I mean? Very they watch- match up well. Very watchable. Yeah. And I hear Jared Waite might be back. If Jared Waite's back, then suddenly that's a really um, interesting game. I think, where is it at? Brisbane, up at the Gabba. Oh, you the know Gabba I'm going to say, oh, I don't know, maybe it's too much for Brisbane to keep this streak going, but I'm going to say Brisbane. I think Brisbane are in really good form. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to say Brisbane. Well, I think, well, 
it'll depend. I heard that the change rooms of the Gabba, in the visitors' change rooms, there's a little oh. crack. Oh, really? In the wall. Oh. And what the kangaroos like to do is just oh. slip a little pipe in, just a little rubber hosing. Oh, yeah. And when the players walk past, they just subtly just dab their finger against the tip of the hose. Because what people don't realise is flowing through that tube. What? What is it? A little shin bone of spirit. You put a little whiff on your top lip. You take a big sniff, and then you can run through a brick wall. Will a little bit of shin bone of spirit. I'm going to tip the kangaroos in that game for obvious yeah. reasons. Could go either way. Um, ex- Exciting three, game. Three great games. What yeah. time's that game? Uh, it is on. It's, this is fucking, mate. We're not even through the afternoon. It's two ten. Two ten. You've seen three corkers by two ten. Okay, great. And it gets even better because then it's showdown time. This could be the greatest round of football ever. <laughs> what is going on? This is like when you play like a video game where you get to program the season and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, it's showdown. It must yeah. We said we were going to record something on Saturday afternoon, but I'm not sure that we can. <laughs> we can you know what we can do? Yeah. We, uh, uh, Michael and I did this a couple of weeks ago. We had the game on, but just oh, quiet. Yeah, yeah. So it'll give us something to, oh no, hang on, we're not recording a football podcast. Well, we could. We hey, could let's just, do it. We could do that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> we should have these meetings off yeah. <laughs> Fuck, so showdown. Oh, who you got? Adelaide, so disappointing. Yeah. So disappointing. Yeah, a lot, uh, you're not, not, a, not a happy season for Adelaide. No, not at all. Um, it's just some really bad, unnecessary press conferences. Yeah, they've, they've fucked a few things this year, Adelaide. Adelaide, this is like a... Adelaide's like... I reckon can't wait for the season to be over now. Yeah. It just needs to like... The story needs to move on. From yeah. Adelaide and... Hang on. You've lost your beer? I have. That's right. It doesn't matter. Oh, no. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Two Guys, One Cup. If you made it this far, it's your own fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adelaide, they feel, they feel some self-inflicted wounds and it's kind of like... I don't know. I'm not ready to laugh at them yet. I feel a bit like... Oh. No, me neither. I think it's not, it's unfortunate. And I also think they have the potential to bounce back. Yeah, after... I, that's the thing for me is like, ah, oh, you know what, they'll be fine. Mm. You know, they're no good this season, but they'll be fine. They'll yeah, be all right. They've got too many champions in that Yeah, and Sloan re signed, and, you know, like that, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Adelaide. Um, but uh, Port. Port Adelaide. Playing good. I, I enjoyed watching them against the Bulldogs, even though they were being the Bulldogs. Yeah. Charlie Dixon was actually really fantastic. Like, mm. it was. Good to watch. Talking about big forwards yeah. and like, you know, dominating games. He was, he's a monster and he was really good. And they're a fun team to watch. I, I, I don't wish Port Adelaide any ill. So I'm going to say I'm Port same. Adelaide and to, to keep their run going. I'm going to say that too. Now, to continue the amazing run, it becomes amazing for you and I. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Probably not for anyone else this in the is, NFL well, community. Funnily enough, this is the game that I'm looking least for of all the ones <laughs> we've mentioned so far. <laughs> Uh, but on uh, Saturday night, the Saints take on the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. Uh, we're going to go, we think. Yeah. Uh, just shaking down some people for some tickets, <laughs> but we're going to go. Um, you know what? I think it's it's a dead rubber. Yeah. We can just treat it like country footy. We should just go there, have a couple of drinks, have something to eat, honk a horn right. <laughs> occasionally, but chat, you know, like just, it can be... On. You know, on. The footage just on. What the fuck am I talking about? That'll last about five minutes and then I'll start taking it really seriously. I think that probably will happen, but I think I will be able to 
uh, keep my disaffected air because okay. I do feel like... Uh, no, you won't. What if it gets real close? I, I don't really care. Ah, that's the arrogance of a guy who's got a premiership. No, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there, man. <laughs> but what a round. So far for Pretty me, good. if you're talking I mean, about... they're two equally matched teams. Yeah, no, that's a good game too. Every game, it's been yeah. flip of a coin, really. Yeah, you don't know who's going to win that. I'll say Bulldogs just because, you know, I'm gonna why tip not? The, I'm going to tip the Saints because but, they're very nice to me today. Exactly. That's all, that's all they wanted. That's all they wanted was me to... Because I tipped against the Saints for the first time this year in my life ever. Oh, do you think they And we won. And they got you down to the club? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what they told me. And this is amazing because I was like, it must have... You, I said, what's the switchboard like and the membership line? Like, you must be getting... And they're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's been challenging. Like, people have to deal with a lot of calls. But they have a policy where... Like my brother, my brother's brother-in-law emailed Matt Finnis to complain about something and Matt Finnis called him back. Yeah. Apparently the coaches do it. Yeah. Apparently a lot of the time the coaches... She was saying they will make a point to connect if there's an unhappy member, they'll do their best to go. And I'm like, that's amazing. I can't even imagine what it would be like if someone came and saw one of my shows and didn't like it. And then I felt like the next day I'm like, they wrote me like a, you know, you know what? I didn't love that you, you know... I'm anti-vaccination yeah. and I didn't like that you talked to, made fun of, you know, people like me in your show. And then the next day I was like, you know what? I should get that list and I should contact each of them <laughs> and I should apologize to them. There's like, you know what? You paid for a ticket to my show and I apologize that, oh man, what a... Yeah. But she said that uh, one of the people there told me that it's a real thing of that just want to be heard. Like a lot yeah. of this anger and stuff. Once they get to vent and they feel heard, because it's so emotional. And I know what it's like. Like, you, you feel like you've been there. I mean, you've got no right to feel this, but you feel like you've been there with right. them and you sacrifice just as much. And it's frustrating when your team isn't doing well. But she said that every, like, 90% of them get, like, like, so calm by the time they make that call or they speak to someone. It's also that thing, too, of it's easy to yell into the void. But when the void answers you back, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, <laughs> I got real, a little upset. After Once I loss. heard that, I was like, this is a good opportunity to get to talk to... Like, I'm, I'd am i almost be willing to buy a membership to Collingwood just so I could write Bucks an angry letter in the hope he might ring me. <laughs> uh, okay. On the other game on Saturday night, we're the Swans Collingwood at the SCG, which is another oh, cracker. Oh, man. How we- good are the games <laughs> in this round? This, I know. This, this is a super round. Uh, right. So, Wounded Swans at the SCG, which is no longer their fortress. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, wounded Collingwood as well, though. Collingwood is starting to really yeah, it's yeah, true. get some major That's injuries. another great game. The story, this is, if this was like a script, it's perfectly balanced right. in the storytelling. There's enough at stake two for both. Two injured teams, enough at, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well done. Well done. And random. two teams that have had a traditional enmity. Enmity? Enmity, yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, well, you know, Eddie's stuff about Dislike. the cola and the academy and, like, there's always pot shots between, like, Sydney and Collingwood and those sort of things. So there's, like, there's a story behind it. You've got Alex uh, Johnson playing his uh, comeback game. Yeah. Like, this is a... Here's my question. I brought this up, you may have heard, about the relevance... Backs to the wall, like how relevant to the situation is it? So Collingwood, obviously, their backs are miles from the wall because they're you know third on the ladder or whatever. I think whatever backs to the is. wall doesn't count anymore. But oh, hang no, on. but don't okay, you think the on. circumstances of a specific game, like the Alex Johnson story taking on a wounded Swans, like you know, there's a lot that Sydney have on the line at their home ground. So their backs relative to their position this year, like a rich person has problems. Someone in the first world has problems. You know what I mean? You know what's interesting? Because 
we have thought that this season they've kind of, you know, got gone so away far from the wall. Their backs are so far from the wall that backs to the wall no longer is something that's applicable. Yeah. But what if, you know, in the grand spirit of Richmondy, that the most Richmondy thing to do was to the actually win the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> no, no, do you know what I mean? Like eventually yeah. Richmondy had got to the point where the most, if Richmondy was the doing the opposite of what everybody expected you to do, it had got to the point where people expected so much that they would <laughs> fuck it up that the only Richmondy thing to do was to win it. That was the most Richmondy yeah, thing yeah. of all. The I most think, backs to the wall thing would be what? Well, maybe backs to the wall is going to become in needed again. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the they most backs to the wall about, situation. Suddenly, right. So what it would be backs, is, again, they make the, the grand final. Right. They lose like all their star players. Yeah. Uh, Grundy's out. Bucks uh, twists his ankles at a grocery store and can't coach for some reason. Yeah. No, he's coaching know, from home or like something yeah, like no, that. No, he's down the park and he's meditating. And and he accidentally trips and he uh, knocks out all his teeth on one of those bubblers, those water bubblers. And so, like, he can't talk. He can't address. Oh, no. He goes to a meditation retreat oh, yeah, yeah. and he oms so loud, so loud that he ruptures his vocal cords. <laughs> and so he then has to work with, like, the Collingwood, Collingwood has to learn sign language in a week so that they can understand, like, he's got an. No, why would they need to. He'd know. Bucks would need to learn sign language right. so he could signal to his interpreter what to tell the players. I got right. back to front. <laughs> that would be a challenge. Yeah, sure. That could be the biggest backs the wall story. Yeah. Who do you pick in this game? Uh, that is a really tough game to pick. I don't actually really. They're all good games, aren't they? I'm going to say Collingwood. I, I like the adventure of Collingwood, and I, I think that I'm more interested in seeing Collingwood than I am in seeing Sydney if if it came down to it. I think yeah, I think Collingwood as well. I just think. If Collingwood win and say they win by four goals, then maybe the rupture at Sydney's real. No Dugowie, I think, this week, though. Yeah. So that's a big blow for them because I think he's close to becoming their best player. He's a dog playing frisbee with his dog again? Is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does have some thing that they're hoping won't be really serious but could be. So. Right. On Sunday, the Mighty Blues take on... The Orange Death called the Giants. Okay, so this is the first shit game of the weekend, unless the Blues happen to upset the Giants. But let's just say the Giants versus the Giants seconds. I'm going to this say this is in Melbourne. Does that does that give Carlton anything? Well, essentially, Carlton playing GWS is GWS playing all the guys who used to play at GWS and have left. Yeah. So it's like when Australia played Australia A in the cricket. Um, I, I think there's no chance. This is. This is GWS perfect tune-up game. Really, this would is. be if you needed to introduce somebody to the game of AFL. Yeah, this would be a good game, as you said earlier. When they play the rules, where yeah. is it? Is it in uh, Victoria? No, no, it's or? in Melbourne. They should. You know what? They should just play the rules anyway. <laughs> yeah, this- it should be bring your friend to a game of AFL day, and you bring them along, and the Giants literally put on a clinic yeah. for all these people. <laughs> they should get every Oz kicker and fill the MCG to get to watch it. This is a clinic. Okay, so you're picking the Blues. I'm going to say, by a slim margin, <laughs> the GWS. Uh, Melbourne take on the Suns at the MCG. Yeah, I mean, not, that's a, great, not Mel- a great game either. No. Melbourne win that. Well, I mean, they blew their load on Friday and Saturday. I mean, couldn't all be... Well, the last game's pretty good. If there is something very Melbourne-y, you know, that is going to happen still, losing to the Suns would be... That, but no, I'm going to say I just Mel- feel like Melbourne, Melbourne, are in, win that. Melbourne are in that kind of form. And then the last match of the round is the Derby Derby. 
Eagles taking on Frio, which, regardless of position on the ladder, it's always entertaining. Much like the Q clash. Yeah. It's, you never know who's going to win. Is it? Is this, I mean, did they often happen on the same day where we get like Showdown and Derby Derby? Um, I think that perhaps there Terrence is some... Derby Derby. <laughs> Terrence Derby Derby. <laughs> Sign your name across my yeah. heart. The, uh... Barrack for the Eagles. They're actually going to sell the game. The... the... <laughs> the Middle East so they can do the Abu Dhabi Derby Dhabi. I'm so sorry. If you've listened this long, it's your own fault. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Ah, the Abu Dhabi Derby Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, look, I don't really know that much about Frio this year. Apparently, they've got a really good player. Uh, um, I can't remember what his name is. Um, uh, it's got, it looks like a surfer got curly hair. I think oh, he's, yeah, uh, he's not playing at the moment. Wears glasses. Yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. What's his uh, name again? Who's that Frio superstar? Yeah. Um, Sean McManus. Pat. Pat something, I think. Pat. Pat. Pat McGroin. Pat McGroin. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Nat 5. Yes. Now, because we had an internet-free episode, we'd normally do a Nat 5, Nat Live. Oh, yeah, we would. Yeah. Um, should we just break our own rule just to check in to see if we've got any Nat yeah, Lives? let's just Google whatever the latest news on Nat 5 is. Okay, that's a good idea. Five for Life. And then we can... People Nat like life. Nat Life, Nat 5, yeah, Nat exactly. Life. Yeah, you know that magazine, That's Life? Yeah. They should just do a Nat-centric version that's Nat's Life. Nat's Life. And it's just on the cover. It's just, and it's like, my husband found a boa constrictor in the sink. <laughs> I married my brother. How good is That's Life as a publication? <laughs> I mean... All right, oh boy. Nat Fife News. Sorry, it's taking me a little while to Google. Yeah. Michael, you can trim all that. Uh, okay. Nat Fife, Skipper, uh, returns to running. Oh, he's, he's running again? Hang on, we've got a quote here. Okay, great. I oh, know it's from the 12th of July. Well, this is, I mean, this we haven't talked about it, so this is where. Because okay. it's yeah. actually an interview with him, so. Okay, great. That's, uh, this is old. This is from the 12th of July by Sarah Ollie. Okay. Nat Fife said he would love to have Geelong midfielder Tim Kelly at his club. Okay. Well, he knows his name. It's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that was his reason. Yeah. Because I know his I name. I know that name. Oh, that guy. Yeah, hey, that guy. Uh, Jack, Mr. Katz, Mr. Geelong. Mr. Kelly. <laughs> Fremantle skipper Nat Fife has thrown his support behind a trade that would see his club land Geelong midfielder Tim Kelly. Kelly has taken the AFL by storm in his first season in the, in the blue and white hoops after he was recruited as a mature age player at the end of the year. He's good. He is good. Despite playing every match for Geelong in 2018, it's understood Kelly, 23, is contemplating a move back home to Western Australia. Mm. Kelly and his partner have three young children and reportedly struggling without the support of family. But with Kelly contracted until the end of 2019, blah, 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 and Five suggested his club would be more than happy to put an offer on the table. Quote. I think... Um, <laughs> Tim Kelly. Oh, yeah. Tim Kelly with... Um, Brad. Brad and... Stephen Hill looks pretty nice. 
Fife said on Fox Footy. Uh, it's hard to comment on speculation in this situation. I've been through this as well. Herald Sun reporter John Ralph, Ralphie Ralph, suggested one possible trade for Kelly could be emerging Ruckman Sean Darcy, who's originally from Victoria. That doesn't seem like an... That feels like a bit of a rough deal. I mean, no disrespect to Sean Darcy from Victoria, but I bet there isn't even a player called Sean Darcy. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that's just like we'll give you, like, a, we'll give you a handkerchief filled with magic. Yeah, pins. It's just Sean Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> the Cats have struggled to settle on a recognised ruckman this season with Zach Smith and Reece Stanley vacillating. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like vacillating. It's not vacillating. like it's not like Geelong don't have a, a ruckman. They've got two. Mm. They just need one of them to play better. Except one of them wears a headband and he doesn't need to. Yeah. Stop and also, the headband. But and also since then, one of them has actually started playing really well. So since this article came out... <laughs> it's already out of date. Yeah, Reese Stanley yeah. is playing really well now. Yeah, this article goes on, Tom Hawkins is having a terrible yeah, season. Yeah, terrible. The worst <laughs> form. <laughs> Gary Ablett. Uh, with Aaron Sanderland's 36 nearing his retirement, Fife said... Uh, Fife all but said Darcy was off to the, to the trade table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you who I fucking hate. Hang on. <laughs> I mean, they're reading between the lines. I would love to have Tim Kelly, Fife said, <laughs> but certainly not at the expense of Sean Darcy, who's going to be putting the ball down my throat Ooh. for the next decade. Hang on, I must have just read that first quote. With Aaron Sanderland nearing his retirement, Fife all but said Darcy oh, was off the trade table. I think oh, I said on the trade table. Yeah, which, you did. which is a bold makes statement. A, makes a major difference. <laughs> <laughs> to whether Nat Five's doing interviews and just pointing out which of his teammates he might trade for a better player. <laughs> no, you're right. That made no, that was such a bombshell moment, and it was buried in the middle of the article. But it says something about Nat Five that we both were like, "Oh, oh yeah." yeah. Well, <laughs> Nat Five said Ross Lyon will be out of a job at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the way he looks. Um, yeah, I pulled up next to him in my Maserati, and I don't know. He kind of. He looks like a, one of those spitting image puppets, those rubber puppets from... I don't like it. He creeps me out. <laughs> He's gone. Okay, Nat, anything else to say? <laughs> These glasses aren't real. <laughs> I would really love to have Tim Kelly, but I'm certainly not at the expense of Sean Darcy. Need to no. point that out. Not at the expense. Ruled it out. Who's going to be putting the ball down my throat for the next decade. By Fremantle and West Coast... Oh, you know what? That's confidence. We just brushed over the fact that Nat Five's like the next decade. 10 years. <laughs> For the next 10, 10 years, years minimum. I'm getting clean fucking clean yep. uh, taps out of the out of the middle. No, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Both Fremantle and West Coast are reportedly keen to secure Kelly services. The Eagles, however, don't have a draft pick until 20, while Fremantle has picked six. Okay, so maybe that was pick six with Darcy would be the deal, right? The club doesn't have a second round pick, which could also complicate landing Kelly. Kelly was selected by, with pick 24 by Geelong. He has kicked 13 goals for 15 games. has averaged 21 disposals in his first season. He's been really good. And yeah. he's, he's he makes a real impact, Kelly. So, but, I mean, obviously, if you've got family issues, like, you know... And you've got three kids, my God. Yeah, you've got three kids and you need to be around And you're going to be training structure. all the fucking time. Like, it's a bit much to ask yeah. the wife unless you have, yeah. like, support. I mean, it feels like... So what those... we're saying is we're rubber stamping yeah. it. <laughs> Tim Kelly back to... But it feels like one of those things where... I mean, Kelly, Geelong took a chance on him. Yeah. And it's been a mate. <laughs> Sorry, that's the bell. The show, uh, we've run over an it's hour over. and a half now. Sorry, guys. It's over. Let's just move on. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Interrupted your very serious I was point. just saying that he wouldn't be speculating about moving home. Like, you'd think that his experience at Geelong has probably been really good about they've given him a game, he's played really well, 
they're a good team. Mm. Why would you want to leave other than your personal circumstances were yeah. at a point where you could well, do nothing else? What do they else call it? Or is it compassionate grounds? Yeah, compassionate grounds. Yeah. No, I think let him go. So if it's genuinely compassionate enough, like if it, you you yeah. don't want to put someone in a situation where they're away from their family when they have young yeah. children. And that's what they say... Uh, and that's what they say to Ross Lyon is like, Ross, you sacked. Uh, yeah. We're doing this in compassionate. Sorry, grounds. mate. This is compassionate for <laughs> our fans <laughs> <and> <laughs> our players. But I'll be honest, you creep, you creep Nate Fife out. All of them, yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> he keeps taking off his pretend glasses and wiping them and looking at you. Yeah, but he's actually wiping stuff onto them so he doesn't have to look at you. Vaseline. Really Vaseline. <laughs> All right, that's two guys, one cup. It's good to be back. Well... Thanks for actually coming back and being willing to talk about football, even though two hours ago you didn't even know the Saints were playing the uh, Bulldogs this weekend. Much like um, the uh, Mars Stadium at Ballarat, it's got dark in this room <laughs> during so this hard podcast. To <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, I am uh, touring. If anybody wants to come and see my show in Sydney, my legal show, it'll be at the Sydney Opera House on October the 13th, um, you can... Uh, is this find, the- find what? Go on. Go on. We can no, find no. us on Facebook at Two Guys One Cup, on Twitter at Two Guys One Cup. And if you like this show, you can go to tofop.com, T-O-F-O-P.com and check out some of our other award-winning podcasts. Have they won awards? No. No. But who's going to check? But yeah, I guess I mean, that's a good point. in the world of podcasting, yeah. you, you, I'm sure you could have won an award and I'd be like, yeah, fine. I feel like we did. We want something I think some like stars. we got in the iTunes... In some list of things. Like best podcasts. Okay, well, that'll 20, do. Two, two, those. You know what? We'll just St Kilda style. Yeah. Celebrate our that. one moment. Yeah, we'll build, we'll on build a monolith. <laughs> Overlooking where we podcast. We once were mentioned by iTunes as being okay. You know when you go to a restaurant and they have that thing the up review? there, oh, best restaurant in yeah. blah blah blah. But like the years just slightly too far. <laughs> like, you know, you're like that was it, like four decades ago. Yeah. Like yeah, you were a good restaurant like eight years ago, but <laughs> Like, yeah. that doesn't actually mean you're still a great restaurant. In that fact, newspaper review is yeah. yellowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Uh, yeah, you can go to tofop.com to check out other podcasts. Um, if you like this one, I think you yes. might like Tofop, which is not dissimilar to today's no, episode. Today's episode was Just very less much football like that. talk. Yes. Um, there used to be more, but that's why we started doing this podcast. Yeah. No, nah, that's And it. now everybody wins. Yeah. So I say, play on, not 15. And I say, Ball. <laughs> Lovely. We are two guys, one car.